Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi guys. Welcome to the channel. Welcome subscribers. Thank you for your input over the last while. It's been fascinating and helpful to everyone. Today I'd like to talk about the fact that no one is going to put you or me in a box. If you're an empath or a person of high empathy, no one can box you. But the narcissists will attempt to. And why will they attempt to? Because if we're neatly in a box, they have us under control. They know we're in the box. The box is sealed. We can't get out and they can do whatever they want with the box. They can open the box when they want their fuel and supply or they can put the box on the shelf in the storage unit and take it down whenever they want. So the narcissistic individual's ideal situation is to put a person in a box. And that makes them feel very safe and very secure and very much in power and very much in control. So just going back to the initial, the initial stage, you know, when the narcissist um, first met you, when you fr first met the narcissist. Narcissistic people, people that are high on this end of the spectrum, you know, in the middle of the spectrum, you have the normal person. And then on the left side, you have the narcissistic person with narcissistic traits and then you have the narcissist themselves with a personality disorder and you go on to further to the further level of uh, sociopath and psychopath and then we come back to the middle level where the normal person is and you have someone with more empathic uh, traits and you have the empath and then you have the super empath with huge amount of empathic traits so the narcissist has like an empath radar. They can go into a room and I'd swear they can nearly feel the empath there. They're that attuned to people and the signals they give off in relation to their personality. They can, through their eyes, through their ears, through their extrasensory demonic spirits, I don't know, I'm just saying, but whatever they have, they have a great sense of who the people say that, that they walk into a room, what kind of, 
what people they are and what what their traits are. They get this feeling from people. Now, empaths do as well. People that are very empathic and very intuitive and perceptive can also pick this up. Unfortunately, we don't with narcissists because narcissists put on a very good show of being empathic. They do cold empathy very well. We do know there's something different. And if you felt that when you met your narcissist first, put it down in the comments, guys. I'd love to hear. We do know there's something different, but we haven't yet figured it out. So the narcissist's ideal person is the person that gives out the most amount of fuel. And we know that fuel is emotional reaction. So the person that will give the most of this out, genuine, good quality emotional reaction would be an empathic person. The normal person, the narcissist would have to do too much work with the normal person. Sometimes they do get a normal person, but the normal person is based a lot on logic as well as emotion. So they'd kind of be a bit perplexed sometime at the narcissist and wouldn't immediately give that reaction. They're not uh, as easily provoked or baited as an empathic person might be who would get offended in some ways by the narcissist being less than authentic. They sometimes manage to catch another narcissist because the narcissistic people are so good at putting on the fake empathy again that sometimes two narcissists do get together. But the quality of the fuel they supply each other, there's a lot of drama and a lot of that going on, a lot of attention. But ultimately, the fight for power and control and the quality of the emotional reaction isn't what the narcissistic individual is looking for. They can't control and they can't pump it out as easily because the other narcissist goes cold and there's not the same interaction. So the empath is the narcissist's ideal from a kind of a feeling point of view. They have a sense of this person who's going to be a lot easier when they put their foot on the pedal to pump out the fuel, a lot easier to get it from. So we have the empath and the narcissist going into this relationship and it's very hard in the initial stages because the narcissistic relationship in the initial stages is very similar to any other romantic relationship that you get into. Both people are putting their best foot forward and they're being as loving and one person's being really loving and the other person's being fake loving. But the whole you know, dynamic feels, looks the same until you begin to get some of the red flags. Now, remember, it's an unfair game here because one person's going into this uh, situation knowing that they're not who they say they are. They know that they're not going into this with the genuine best interests of the other person. They're doing it for themselves. And the other person who's the empath is going in authentically and genuinely for the sake of both people. So the narcissist does what they normally do and they go into the devaluation stage and all during the love bombing and the beginning of the devaluation stage, the empath will have picked up on red flags. But we ignore them because of our empathy, because we make excuses, because we look at the other person's 
maybe past life experiences and explain away why they're acting in a certain way. Because of our empathy, the narcissist, narcissist also sees our empathy as being weakness because they feel empathy can be manipulated and used in so many different ways, used to give them fuel and used to make used to make the other person look inwards and, and introspect and come up with themselves being the fault. So empath empathic people are quite likely to take the blame because they see both points of view and they're empathic towards the other person. I don't know about you guys, but when I met the narcissist, and this is a kind of a warning, I suppose, for the future, I remember thinking this person is so nice, incredibly nice and also really good looking. Yet they didn't seem full of themselves. They seemed very humble. And it's a very appealing combination because you think that you've met an authentic person. Because they're not the grandiose type of narcissist, the covert narcissist, the most dangerous, deadly creature on earth. The slidiest, slimiest, creepiest creature on earth. So anyway, getting back to to the stage when we've gone through the love bomb and we're in the devaluation. And the empath is putting in all this effort to make the relationship work, but also to to think that maybe it's their fault that things are going wrong, etc., etc. What the narcissist doesn't bank on is that empathic people pick up nuances. Now, I know the narcissist does this as well, but we also, and tell me if I'm wrong here, I'd like to be corrected if I am, we're also very good on remembering details around emotional events. So if something has made us feel hurt or curious or has, has made us feel something emotional, we will also, we will remember it very well. So if the narcissist then comes up months later and tells a lie about that particular event or tries to reframe it, which they do, and actually they actually see things the way they want to see it. So it is their reality sometimes, though we think they're telling a lie. But I won't get into that here. But yeah, they may actually have seen it that way genuinely. But that isn't the way that it actually happened, even factually. So it's a perception mixed with a mismanagement of the factual actualization of what happened. The empath knows that that didn't happen. So even though the narcissist seems to be really good at gaslighting and initially can gaslight to a certain extent successfully because the empath is trusting this other person and is open to being told that, no, that didn't happen and maybe you're wrong and the empath will go, maybe I did forget. But eventually, when it happens more and more and more and more, the empathic person does sit back and take stock, does realise that there's something not quite right here. And when the narcissist has one of their eruptions and rages, it's a real eye opener for the empath. So the empath is getting a different picture. Remember the empathic 
point of view isn't a fixed point of view. They're getting a different picture of who they're actually with and they're reevaluating. Now, the narcissist starts the relationship off with taking a snapshot of the person initially that they meet. And then after a short period of time, they make a decision as to who that person is. And this is when they try and box you. So they put you in a box in their mind and that's who you are. And that's who you need to stay for them. They've decided I'm going to choose you because this is who you are. So when you get down further down in the relationship and you reevaluate who you're actually with and stop giving supply and start pulling back and start asking more questions. The narcissist does try and reassert control to get you back in that box. And they get really angry and really frustrated when you won't go back in your box. Sometimes you go back in the box and they get the lid half down, but you struggle up out of the box. You put a hand up and you push the covers back and you get back out of your box because you know something's not right and you believe in the truth and you want to get to the bottom of the truth. You are starting to see that this narcissistic individual is not authentic. And an empath, an empathic person, builds their life around truth and authenticity. And they will give a huge amount of, of value and love to another person. But if they feel there's fakeness out there from the other person, it goes against everything that the empath would stand for in their lives. The narcissist begins to realise that they can't keep the empath in the box, that their manipulations are working less well as time goes on and there's more questions and the empath is actually right out of the box and has thrown the box away. And this is when the narcissist will say to you, you've changed. You're not the person I thought you were when we got into this relationship. You're well out of your box. And this is a huge trigger for the narcissist to discard. They firmly believe that the person that was in the box would stay in the box and was the person who was in the box. So actually in their minds, you have changed. You haven't changed yourself, but you have realized who you're actually dealing with. But in their minds, because you won't stay in your box, you've changed. You've let them down. It's your fault. You lied to them initially about who you were. They actually genuinely see it like this because narcissists don't change. Narcissists can be put in boxes and categories. They don't have the ability to personally grow or change or adapt to a situation. So for them, they think the way we think, they think their reality is that everybody must be like them. 
They see things obviously through their own perspective. And the other thing I would actually argue against is anyone trying to put empaths in categories or boxes. You can't put a changing thing in a box and expect it to stay there. Narcissists can be categorized because they don't change. They do the same thing over and over and over again. And they never learn. So when they leave the empath and they discard them, they do it as a kind of um, like a slap down and trying to tell you that, you know, trying to reassert control, but trying to say, well, if I leave them a while, they'll come back to, they'll get back in their box. This will make them get back in their box. Thankfully, there's so much more information out there about narcissistic individuals' behaviour and the cluster Bs, what I actually call it the cluster Ds, the cluster of devils. These people don't change. They're static. They're void. They have a set of patterns. They're like Ottomans. They just do the same thing over and over again and never learn. So that narcissist could very well, if they were lucky enough to find another very empathic person, go into another relationship with an empathic person and expect the result to be different. So obviously they're taking no blame themselves. But they then leave us, they leave you, and they do think that this will be, you know, this will change your behaviour and you will get back in your box and they'll come back to that box to get more supply. So they come back every now and again to see if the box is on the shelf in their storage cupboard. And if the box isn't there, it really confuses them. And it causes a narcissistic injury. And if the box is still there and they knock on it and you're not in it, or you're sitting on top of the box when they get back. I hope this analogy works, guys. They're also narcissistically disgusted that you're still not back in your box, even after all the behavioural behavioral adjustments they've attempted to give you. You can never put a human being in a box unless they're on the narcissistic side of the scale, unless they're, they've gone into the psychopathy um, part of the human dynamic. But it doesn't stop them from trying. So guys, stay out of boxes. Never let anyone box you. I know we were inadvertently plunked in a box by the narcissist at the beginning of the relationship. We didn't know we were in a box until they, they tried to close the lid and make us stay in it. But that is against our nature. We can grow. We have the ability to, thank God, we have the ability to grow and to change and to understand and to love freely. And anyone that tries to stop us from doing that will get a big shock. Guys, look after yourselves. Subscribe if you like the content. Um, I'm aiming to keep the channel as educational as possible. Um, I don't want to end for us to end up hating the narcissists because that kind of goes down to to their level. It's I think it's healthier to just understand and have compassion in a way at a distance, at a safe distance. 
and understand that there are two two types of human being. One is a fully operational human being and the other is a very damaged, broken version of that. Thanks, guys. Take care and I'll see you again shortly.